Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. Hey, I don't know if it's just me, but I am seeing mushrooms, like psychedelic mushrooms everywhere right now. Seems like they're grabbing headlines and having a resurgence in popular culture right now. I did some digging and I do know there is quite a bit of scientific research underway on the therapeutic potential of psychedelics, especially related to their potential ability to alleviate conditions such as PTSD, depression, or anxiety. But also, which you'll hear from today's guests, it seems that low-dose mushrooms are being leveraged by many successful women across different disciplines who are curious about showing up differently in their lives. So while I'm not trying to take some big pro or against stance for mushrooms, and I'm very aware of the somewhat murky legality of their use in some places, one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I'm a genuinely curious person and I'm open to learning about anything that might light women up with a new sense of what's possible for them in their lives. So it felt right to explore this timely topic And I'm excited to welcome on Rachel Pastor to share the latest, as well as a candid peek under the hood on her own journey of microdosing and how it's positively impacted her life. Rachel is a longtime entrepreneur, speaker, and writer in the wellness space. She's long been on the vanguard of wellness. And part of what that looks like right now is a focus on embracing psychedelic therapies and regenerative medicines. Rachel consults for many five-star wellness retreats and resorts around the world, and a lot of them are designed to offer groundbreaking modalities that fall more in the holistic rejuvenation space. I was also excited to have Rachel on because she's someone that embodies standing in her truth. She's speaking out honestly about something which happens to be microdosing mushrooms that can be taboo, so people don't want to ask questions about it. So whether mushrooms are something that might be in your future or not, either way, I think they're going to be something we're hearing a lot about. I know this conversation is going to help you demystify what they're all about and have a better understanding of why they're capturing the spotlight right now. So let's get into this. All right, Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. I am seeing moms, microdose mushrooms, all of these headlines lately, and so When we connected and you wanted to chat about this, I knew I had to have you on the show. So I think most of us are aware of what I will call magic mushrooms are, but there is all kinds of buzz about microdosing mushrooms right now. Can you start by telling us what this even means? Yeah, that's a great question. And yes, you are seeing it everywhere. It's out there a lot. There's a lot of research coming out. And we're really only going to start to see it more and more as it's decriminalized state after state, which we can talk about later on about the legalization of it. But microdosing itself is taking a subperceptual amount of what a lot of people like to call magic mushrooms, and it is containing psilocybin. 
And so it's taking a subperceptual amount, amount that you really can either not tell that you've taken, or you can tell very slightly. It is much less below a threshold or a high dose of psychedelic mushrooms. Okay. That's a really helpful place to start because I think a lot of people have these preconceptions of a big trippy mushroom melt in the woods, (laughs) if you will. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) one of the number one questions I get is, will I trip? And the answer is absolutely not. If you're microdosing, you should not be experiencing hallucinations. You should not be experiencing anything that would be like a high dose of mushrooms that would involve a trip. Okay. So just to reflect that back, it's ingesting kind of a very small amount. So in the actual time when you're taking it, you might not even feel like an immediate change. What can we feel or what, like, tell us about why microdosing is catching so much attention right now. Yeah. So some of the things that you'll feel are mood enhancement. So many microdosers really report improved mood and just a general sense of well-being. So they notice a really an increase in positivity or reduced feelings in depression or anxiety, just an overall improved emotional state, really increased creativity is a big one. So enhancing creativity, improvement in problem solving abilities, as well as just really manifesting new ideas or increased artistic expression. Uh, Improved focus is a huge one. So, you know, focusing and concentration will definitely be improved and you'll notice that. And then also what I've noticed and I notice in other people they've really shared with me is that they really have a reduced social anxiety. So it really helps with your communication skills and just really being, being able to be in those situations where you feel much more at peace and calm. Energy and motivation are also a big one. So just really increased levels of energy. And then, you know, just really, I would say, I don't want to say physical sensations in a way that people will feel like that's something that will make them feel uncomfortable, but maybe just feeling more a heightened sense of perception or physical energy, or just more of like a lightness. I mean, honestly, the list goes on. It really does. People report sleeping better. Just, uh, I would say probably the number one thing for me, and it really leads into probably other things we'll talk about today are increased self-awareness. So really just being in a deeper self-awareness, which really helps in rewiring and reprogramming your mind. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience specifically with kind of how you started this? how long it took you to feel some of these effects and like when you knew that they were for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a couple of years that I really have been utilizing psychedelics and utilizing different types of psychedelics for my own healing and also for improved leadership, which I really feel like it's helped me improve in how I show up in the world and who I am and who I believe myself to be. And again, more of the healing aspect is a lot of what you're seeing or a lot of people are seeing out there in a lot of these studies that are coming out. But for me personally, it was, you know, me already being on this path of doing a lot of inner work and growing and just wanting to be a better leader, a better mother, just really 
being in awareness of how I want to show up in this world. And I was introduced to psychedelics. And, you know, at first I was a little bit hesitant because my past comes from drug use. And so I come from a past of heroin addiction from 15 to 20. And so I was definitely a little more hesitant as a lot of these psychedelics really have a negative connotation behind them of, uh, you know, around how people perceive them. And maybe they've had an experience around them that they're more just looked as, as drugs and not really as a healing modality or a medicine. But the way that I first experienced psychedelics was more in a way of utilizing them as a way of medicine. And so it really helped change my perspective around that. And what I've really noticed in myself is ultimately, you know, I always say, I I thought I was healing. I thought I was healing. But what it's really taught me is that ultimately, it's been a deep remembrance of who I truly am, that I really came into this world worthy and whole. And that has never, ever left me. The only thing that's happened in the in-between that's made me feel any different is experiences that have happened in life or different things that I've gone through that have made me believe something different, but ultimately that never, ever was true. So as much as, you know, you can call it healing or whatever you want to call it, but for me, it's been a deep remembrance of my wholeness. And that really leads into everything else in my life of me feeling so much, you know, so much better, so much happier, so much more alive And there is so much more, there's a lot of science around why that, you know, happens. And I can explain that later, but that's really been my experience with it. Yeah. I want to rewind there a little bit because I'm glad you brought up kind of what the elephant in the room is. I mean, they're illegal and considered Mm -hmm. drugs in many states still. Mm -hmm. And also you mentioned, and this has been uh, what I've been seeing the most is people talking about how mushrooms have helped them be a better mother. And I just think that's interesting because I know some people in my audience are immediately going to have some discomfort with this mm-hmm. idea that's been really culturally prevalent for a long time that we need some sort of a a crutch to help us through motherhood. And the way you've explained and talked about mushrooms, I feel like you're you're really looking at it as the opposite of a crutch, like something that kind of is more of a... I don't know, a clarifier or something. I just really see them differently the way you talk about it. So you can, can you share a little bit on that? Yeah. I love that you noticed that in the way that I was talking about it, because, you know, something that's really helped me shift my perspective around what this is, is really understanding that people, indigenous people have been, mushrooms, first of all, have been around long before us. And a lot of these uh, medicines that are being used have been used by cultures all around the world for a very long time. And in fact, in different places, there it's it's really a rite of passage in in uh, utilizing them. So, really being able to look at them in a different way that it is really medicine and not drugs, but also in you know the thing is is that. When I look at prescription medications, it's really, you know, a good comparison for me to look at and things that people utilize in order to feel better or to improve their life in some way is that ultimately you don't need to use these plant medicines or this fungi forever. It really is about healing you in a way that is creating life 
changing results. Whereas prescription medications, yes, they may work for some people, but ultimately people need to take those every single day, most likely for the rest of their lives. And so it really feels more like a crutch or that something like alcohol, maybe it makes you feel better for a little amount of time because of the way that it's working in your system. But ultimately, it's not changing anything within you, whereas these medicines are completely helping you reprogram through your neural pathways. I'm really glad you brought that up because I was curious about that because I would say if I was going to be totally open-minded and wanting to try this, which I haven't, but I, you know, I'm here, I'm curious, I would be a little scared that I would never want to be without it. You know what I mean? Not right. in a, like an addicted type of way, but like, whoa, this feels great. Is this something that I'm going to need to take my whole life? But right. That's not the no, case. absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. And in fact, I was actually thinking about this before I got on today. I was thinking like, when did, is the last time I did a microdosing protocol? And it's, it's been a little while, ultimately, because you just don't need to do it all the time. When people first start, typically they will do it for longer periods of time. So a protocol, which is what I highly recommend, is doing it for like five to eight weeks long. So there's different types of protocols out there, but the two that I really recommend and like the most are either a one day on and two days off. So one day on, two days off, and you do that consecutively. And then and then you do that for five to eight weeks. Typically, I always recommend eight weeks, but if somebody's feeling like, you know, they just want to commit to the five weeks, typically they get to the five weeks and they're like, I'm definitely doing eight weeks because they already feel that so much better. But doing the protocol, then taking a break from it so that you allow for that time of integration and allow for all the changes that have happened for you, for you really to integrate those and as well to really work with tolerance. So tolerance buildup can happen with doing this. And so instead of you have always having to take more and more and more, you take a break for a week or two. And then if you feel like you want to go back on a protocol again, then you would start that protocol again. My personal favorite protocol though, is four days on and three days off. So four days consecutively of microdosing and then taking a three-day break and doing that for an eight-week period and then taking a couple weeks off. Hey, it's Whitney popping in here for a quick update because we are just one week away from my Season to Shift Mastermind. My six-week signature program for moms starts next Wednesday, September 27th. This is an intentionally intimate group, and so space is capped. So if you're considering snagging a spot, now is the time. For those of you who have already decided it's your Season to Shift, that you're ready to try something different in life so that perhaps your life will then feel different, here's what you have to look forward to. Each week we have a very specific topic and you'll experience guided meditation as well as some playful and introspective exercises. In addition to this live meeting, which happens at 11 o'clock central time every week, there's a fun homework assignment each week that helps you practice and integrate whatever came up for you in a session. There's also built-in accountability, which is a beautiful thing because it really helps ensure we take the action. Finally, each week we layer in a new daily practice intended to really help you ritualize this practice of pausing and connecting with yourself. I really hope to see you in the room. 
If you have any questions, don't hesitate to email me at Whitney at myelectricideas.com. There's a link in the show notes to sign up. Reach out if you have any questions or any snags with getting signed up. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you for giving me a quick moment to just speak from the heart about season to shift. Okay, back to the show. This is really helpful. Even to use the word protocol gives me ease because it has this sense of just extra intention. Like we're not ad hoc taking it and hoping for the best, you know, that this is kind of funny, but I'm sure a lot of people are just picturing you like ripping off a big hunk of wild mushroom, like how... (laughs) Like in what form yeah. are you taking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I personally <laughs> take capsules, which I like a lot because they're measured out and you know they you know exactly how much you're taking. As well, I take from a company that offers really high-end quality products where they do an extraction process that takes off the chitin. So the chitin really is the it's basically a protective wall around medicinal mushrooms that we have, we, our human body has a very hard time digesting. And so that's why if you've ever done mushrooms before, no matter where in your life, maybe if it made you feel a little like your stomach upset or not feel well, that's why it's the, it's the protective wall around there. And so basically what they do is they take out all the goodness for you. And then that process takes the psilocybin to the psilocin within your body. When psilocybin goes into your body, it really has no impact. It doesn't change you at all. What happens is your body through the process of taking it from psilocybin to psilocin is when it interacts with your serotonin receptors. And so what happens with the psilocybin and it creating this rewiring, it really does this in three ways. So it it activates your serotonin 5-H T2A receptors. And this serotonin is really the the neurotransmitter involved in mood regulation, perception, and cognition. And then also it goes in and it's decreasing the activity of the connectivity of your DMN. So this is your default mode network. And this really is involved with your brain's areas associated with your thinking and mind wandering. So It's really where a lot of people with ADHD and depression, they tend to have a very overactive DMN. And so this is where this medicine is great for everybody, but you're really going to start to see if you haven't already, a lot of articles come out about how it's helping people with depression and ADHD because it's going in there and helping them decrease that activity and then leading them to different thought patterns and improved cognitive flexibility. And then lastly, it's it not even lastly, these are just three of the areas, but it's promoting neuroplasticity, which is where it has the brain's ability to really recognize and form new neural connections. So it goes in there so that you're able to form those new neural connections. Do people experience a dip on the other side of taking these? No. And in fact, you just feel like your mood is, you know, more, more regulated, but you don't feel like massive highs or lows. It's not that type of feeling. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. You've mentioned studies a few times. Mm -hmm. I've read only about clinical kind of trials and that sort of thing that seem promising. I haven't seen any hard science, but what have you heard and where do you think this is going to be going in the next decade? Oh man, where it's going. 
that's a big question, but I, I'm excited about where it's going. And I, I think just to reference one study that I think is incredibly powerful and everybody should look into is through John Hopkins. And really what they did is they did a study between people taking SSRIs and people using the psilocybin for depression, anxiety, And ultimately, what they found is that the people who were using the SSRIs, that out of of like 50% of people didn't notice any changes at all from using the SSRIs. So out of 100%, 50% didn't notice any changes at all. And out of that 50%, only about 10% noticed any increased happiness or mood changes or anything like that. So it was more of like, almost comparison to like a placebo effect is what the SSRIs really came out to. And real quick, the SSRI is prescription drugs, right? Is Correct. That what? Yeah. Okay. So I just, that's t- yeah. Yeah. Acronym so, yeah thank you. Because if somebody is like, what's an SSRI? Yeah, thank um, you, sir. Typically, you know, Zoloft or there, there's a lot of them out there, but they are helping with depression and anxiety. Okay. Prescription drugs for depression and anxiety. It was like a placebo and there wasn't much purported Right. Impact. Changes at all. The person who does a great job talking about this is actually Tony Robbins. So you should check him out talking about this. He knows these studies in and out. And in fact, Tony Robbins has done psychedelics and a lot of amazing people out there have done psychedelics um, on their journey. But then when they tested people using the psychedelics, 50% of people noticed drastic changes within their lives. And that was the highest that they've ever seen ever any study and ever in history come back as. And you're going to see studies like that come out more and more and more because they are blowing the SSRIs and pharmaceuticals out of the water. Interesting. All right. Well, I think that we have to ask too, since we're talking about what's next in the next decade right now, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think legally that Magic mushrooms are only decriminalized in Colorado and Oregon. Is that right? And California, as of and California. Oh, oh my goodness! How timely! (laughs) All right. Yeah, yeah. I think it just happened yesterday. Okay. So, can people even get their hands on them? Is it illegal? Mm -hmm. I know. I'm asking what everyone listening is asking. Like, can I just order (laughs) some? Like, how does it work? (laughs) You can. Um, just order some, but, uh, you know, to help people understand a little more of that is that, yeah, it, it is illegal still in many places around the world. It is being decriminalized state by state, just like we saw with marijuana is exactly what we're going to see through psilocybin is that we're going to see it just pop through each state one at a time. And, you know, I actually think there's more places than just Colorado, Oregon, and now California, but I would have to go through that list and look at that again. They are working on passing these bills in in different states every single month. So now I think the best way for me to say it is that it's gray. (laughs) It's gray. This is not something that's being hard pressed right now in that it's really being looked at as a gray area and not a red area where you should be worried about it. But of course, you need to make your own best educated decision that is the right decision for you. I just wanted to circle back in terms of you had a long list of what this might help. Can you give us an example of maybe someone you've 
worked with or collaborated with who and what their biggest resistance point to trying psychedelics in this fashion kind of from a medicine perspective was and maybe what their Mm. result was? Yeah. So I can share about almost every single one of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you the mushroom mushroom whisperer in your group? (laughs) Yes. It was definitely from a place of fear of one tripping, you know, just not having control really putting themselves in a situation where they're out of control and also just the perception around it, doing drugs, really just breaking down that barrier of uh, your perception of it and being in that awareness of where that's from and being able to view it more as medicine is a big one for people because ultimately they just view it right away as drugs, fear of tripping. And if it's going to work for them or not, is it worth trying you know, is it going to work? Is it going to actually do these things? Uh, But ultimately, when somebody tells me that, I always know that there's ultimately a fear of maybe something else that is more in conjunction with them being in fear of doing drugs or tripping or something. Yeah, I guess I just want to reiterate that who you're talking about doing this is really like high functioning women who are living big lives and really wanting to take their life to the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? That's me. <laughs> that's me. And that's truly everybody I surround myself with. And I could say that my level of leadership and how I show up in this world has drastically transformed as I've really been able to rewire and reprogram so many of the beliefs that have kept me stuck into the decisions that I'm making on a daily basis or how I'm showing up. And also in my level of empathy, which I think is so important as a leader of you really to be understanding and be able to meet people where they're at and really be that leader that reaches out your hand and meets them with love and helps them also come forward. I will say I've had people connect with me who have not been around me in a couple of years or whatever it is and just be like, you have completely changed. I think that I see that as the hugest compliment in the world because when I first came into this place of leadership, I would say that I came in a place of really maybe showing up in a lot of fear and uh, in a way that was more from a place of leadership that was of, I I can't find any other way to say it, but fear, fear in that I needed to be seen as this. I'm not going to take any shit. I'm going to work my ass off. You you know, it's work harder. It's doing this. It was very, very masculine, a very masculine place. And, you know, I didn't think that I could lead in the way that I wanted to in this feminine place. And through doing that work on myself, I've really been able to transition and in showing up as a loving person, as a person that others want to be around, that others want to listen to, and that others feel seen and heard by. And I could say that without a shadow of a doubt, that's the type of leader that I want to be. So I know that this medicine really has helped me with that. It's helped me shed all those layers that I've needed to shed. 
That's definitely inspiring. So thank you for being so open about your journey. I know we're coming up against time. I just, I think one other thing that comes up for me a lot when we're talking and as I've been thinking about connecting with you is I think it's fascinating how society celebrates some substances like alcohol. I mean, alcohol is almost like seen as like cool or whatever. And then this Mm -hmm. is an ancient wisdom plant medicine that you're talking about using in a very thoughtful, intentional way. Do you have any other thoughts on helping people just shift their perspective on this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that because not that long ago, mostly where you're going to see me post about any of this, just so you know, is on TikTok. So that's typically where I talk about this a lot, but I put something up about people becoming Kelly sober is what they're calling it. And essentially it's people moving away from alcohol and more, you know, just deciding to do things that really are healthy for them (laughs) and that make them also feel good, but really are leading them into a life of just kind of what you said, all of your listeners are, right? They're looking to level up in life and just live as their highest self. And I would say that you put it perfectly when you first asked the question (laughs) is like, you know, we put different things on a pedestal, but really, if you really think about it, this is things that people have been using. They're ancient medicines that people have been using for a very long time. And it's hard to compare them to anything else. If you do decide decide to go purchase these, make sure you do it through somebody that you know or somebody that you trust because ultimately there's a lot of people out there scamming other people because this is a, a gray world, right? So it's not like marijuana yet where you can, in a lot of places, go into a shop and buy it and all those things. So I just want to put that out there of, unfortunately, that is something that happens a lot to people and I don't want that to happen to you. So yes, if you choose to try this path, I'm cheering you on, but do it in a way that is going to keep you safe and finding, you know, somebody who is reliable. Thank you for that lookout. I really appreciate it. Okay. So just a place to reflect when it comes to opening ourselves to I guess what I'm going to call this is a new sense of freedom and expression. What's one question women could be asking themselves more? How do I show up fully in my self-worth? Because I am, I really truly believe self-worth is the law of attraction. So really just thinking about that on a daily basis is how am I showing up fully in my self-worth? Because when you're living fully in your self-worth, There is nothing that you will not attract because you came into this world completely whole and worthy of everything. That's a great place to leave us. Where can we follow you and stay abreast of your microdosing journey and maybe consider it for ourselves? (laughs) Yeah. So you can find me on TikTok at Anatomy of Love Official. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rachel.Pastor. I don't talk about it as much there. But uh, you can always connect with me there. Awesome. Rachel, this was an enlightening conversation. I really appreciate your willingness to be candid and open with a healing modality that's helped you. Yes, thank you so much. And, you know, I always encourage people, go out, do your own research. Research, 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 research. Go look up that study that I brought up with Tony Robbins and 
John Hopkins and really look at that study. I'm sure I butchered it a little bit in some way, but it's powerful stuff. So go look it up. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at Whitney Woman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.